Podcasts from the Cat. Voices and sounds from Crew and Nantwich. Today we're talking to the managing director of a new business launched in November 2022 and already developing a healthy customer base working with well-known national furniture retailers. Having recently moved into new premises, they're now offering commercial storage space. And on Business Brunch today, we're really pleased to welcome Lucy Harrison from In Furnishings Logistics Limited. Lucy, welcome to Business Brunch. Oh, hello. Thanks for having me. Uh, Lucy, your career has helped you develop a considerable experience in customer service and uh, you also have significant people management skills. So talk us through your journey prior to starting your business. So, yeah, like you say, um, so my background is predominantly customer service. Um, I worked in um, retail for quite a long time and most recently retail management in New Looking Crew. I was working as supervisor there. So, yeah, so during the pandemic, I worked for Test and Trace. So that was a predominantly customer service role as well. So it's doing all the COVID testing for the community. Um, But customer service is, is in my heart. That's where my strengths lie. So that's something I've always gone back to. So tell me what it is that you find um, most satisfying about about being in front of your customers. So I think it's myself because I am the ultimate consumer, I would say. So I understand the customer. Um, I'm always happy to help. I like to give the customer what they need and just, just all about that passion for customer service and just delivering what the customer expects and just just getting what they need, really. So for somebody like yourself that, that really enjoys it, what would you say was the most important skill in, in engaging with customers? In all honesty, I think it's just listening, listening to what the customer needs and then delivering. I always think if, as long as the customer's getting what they want, they're happy. So listening is a big part of that. But sometimes uh, what a customer wants isn't, what he necessarily or she necessarily needs how do you determine so yeah it's all about listening but also you can advise because you've if you're in retail you understand um what the products that you're offering and you can advise um and more often than not if you spend that time with a customer um you can get them what they what they need now you've also got um significant people management skills as a result of the positions you've held in the past Uh, Tell us about those skills. Yes, so um, I think it's understanding people. People management is something I feel quite strongly about. Um, Again, it's listening, understanding, taking time for each member of staff that that works for you, but realising that there's not one way, there's not one size fits all with people. So you have to adapt to each person's specific needs. One member of staff might need... um, like more of a a caring approach and one might need more direct, more black and white kind of dealings with, if that makes sense. So everybody is different and you have to take that into account when with your people management, there's no one size fits all. No, so it's pretty much actually like um, talking to a customer, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. You're looking at exactly what they need. Yeah, yeah. When you asked that question, I was like, it's going to sound very much the same answer. But but it is really, it's people management. Customers are people, staff are people. You have to really take time, understand, listen to them and treat everybody as an individual. And is that something you enjoy doing as well? Very much so, yeah. That's where my skill set has come into the new business, Um, 
and I've really come into my own with pulling from things that come naturally to me so people management and customer service so it's nice to be doing something that comes naturally to me and that I feel passionate about. So Lucy you you started your business with uh, your life partner Andrew Barker who's uh, had 20 years experience working in logistics so talk us through Andrew's career and skill set and share with us why you both decided to start your own business. So Andrew's journey is um, quite interesting, really. He's telling me all about it. Actually, it happened by accident. So he used to uh, own a pub in Crewe on Nantwich Road, the bank. Um, So while he was was, was quite happy doing that, um, the local bed and carpet store across the road from him at the time approached him to see if he could do some deliveries of beds because their local delivery person had let them down and Andrew at the time had a van that he would use for for the pub you know for collecting barrel beer barrels and whatnot um so he did he did that as a one-off and he realized that um, he could make good money from it and there was a there was a need for it so um shortly after that he then approached he said he suited up and he approached some um, leading furniture retailers in the area and he um, he obtained work. So that's how he started off. Basically, he started off as a man with a van and he's gone from strength to strength. Um, really admirable, really, when he's told me his story. Um, so we decided to join forces and start this new business, like you say, not in November that started because... He had the opportunity. He was in two mindsets, whether to, because he's had over 20 years in the industry, whether to start winding it down or with me on board, we decided to take it to the next level. So he already had a contract with our main customer and they was really keen to take it further, to expand the business. They want wanted us to take, wanted him at the time to take over more and more work to, across the country and we decided to join forces, merge our skills to take the business to the next level. And that's what we did, really. So with Andrew's skills at working in logistics, tell us a little bit more about um, the transferable skills he used to to help you move this business forward. So with Andrew, he's got all the knowledge. Um, obviously, he's got over 20 years experience. He's got knowledge of and experience in logistics he knows all the lingo he's got lots of contacts he's he's very well known in the furniture retail industry because he's worked for quite a lot of major high street retailers the big names out there you name it he's worked with them to deliver for them so he's got all the connections it just comes so naturally to him i'm really proud of him how he's done um but what i bring to the table is extensive knowledge in customer service and understanding people and people management and and just merging the two has made a, a great combo just to take it to the next level. And actually making that decision to start your own business is a huge step forward, isn't it? Because you, you're moving from um, a safe position in employment to, um, I wouldn't say it was unsafe, but it's unpredictable it in is. regard to your income. Mm-hmm. So Definitely. And Andrew has said that in logistics and transport, it is unpredictable. One minute, you know, it can be busy and then it can go quiet. It's, you're all dependent on how good that retailer is doing. And fortunately for us, our major our major client that we use, um, that we work for, sorry, um, is going from strength to strength. So the sky's the limit, really. With If the stronger they are, the more busy we are. And so, um, yeah, it was, it was a bit of a... It was a leap that 
that we took. A leap of faith. A leap of faith. Wonderful. I think so. Lucy, launching a new business is a considerable task, as we've already discussed. Um, actually making that decision is is a difficult decision. So talk us through the planning involved in, in setting up a new logistics business and, and detail the core services that you offer. Okay, so the core services that we offer, so basically we deliver furniture to... Um, the whole country, we cover the whole country apart from Scotland to um, major leading retail, furniture retailers, um, one in particular that we work for. Um, So we um, will contact the customers on behalf of the furniture retailer so that's where the customer service comes in. So we're making that first point of contact. So the so they the customer will basically go into the store, their local store, and order. And the next person they speak to is us. So and then we um, we are a two man delivery team that go into the, so once they're booked in, we go into their home, bring their furniture to them, and I would say ninety eight percent of the customers have their goods assembled as well. So our crews that go into the homes are. Um, spending a considerable time in there with them so it's really important that their customer service skills are spot on with that so there's a lot of staff training involved a lot of um advice that i'd personally give to the the drivers and the driver's mates on how to deal with the customers and how important that is and they are the face of the business you know they they the customer sees them they might speak to us and myself and and the team in the office but they actually see the crew day in day out um so setting up you know the training was important we had to um, increase our fleet of vehicles to get ready for this demand that, that enabled us to in, to expand the business. We also had to employ more staff. We had to look for new software that um, could cope with the demands of the routing system to get all the customers booked in on the appropriate routes for, for the vans and for the drivers. Um, so there was lots to do. It's been, um, I would say, the last 30, 60 days has been quite intense before we moved into the new premises. Um, every single member of staff that has gone through that journey with us has worked. They've, they've worked and worked and worked and we're so like happy of where we've, how we've come through now and everything's all slotting into place. It feels really calm, but it's, it's not been an easy, it's not been an easy journey. It's been a lot of hard work that's been put in. Yeah, I mean, no, nothing that's worthwhile is generally easy to um, to deliver. But did did it all more or less go to plan then? I would say so. Yeah, as a lot of hours put in, you know, myself, Andrew, and a lot of the other staff were working twelve hour days most days to get all this put in. There's so many people that we're thankful for that have come with us on this journey and got us to where we need to be. Like every single member of staff, and they know who they are when I say this. They've They've really put the hours in and the effort and we, we couldn't be more thankful. OK, so you've just alluded to, to some of the systems you're using and uh, robust business systems and processes play a significant role in, in building a successful business and are considered a building block in supporting business growth and happy employees. So talk us through the systems that you've developed over the past um few months since you launched uh, and how they're being continually refined yeah so everything 
was on a much smaller scale when we first started out and then as the um, our main client got busier and had more faith in us and wanted us to take on all their deliveries for the company, it was quite a short period of time this had to increase. So every single process and every single system they had in place had to be reviewed almost on a weekly basis. It was, you know, when you just got a workload that goes from quite small to quite large, the systems that we had in place were just suddenly crumbling or, or just under strain should I say and was like right we need to look at that again we need to try and find something better continually layering on top of the skills you've already learned it was only yesterday that we had a meeting um, with um, everybody in the office about um, our booking out system and seeing how we can make it more effective it's I would say it's every week we find something we can improve on and layer on top of um, I just think it's to fine-tune the things you've already set in place offers a much better service for the customers. It's all about listening, listening to the customer's feedback, listening to your staff and how they're coping with their work and what can be laid on top of it to make it better. It's all about attention to detail and paying attention to to the people that are telling you. And nice to hear that, that you're using the staff as a soundboard as well in regard to how things are done. Oh, absolutely. I'm all, I'm all about the people and all about listening. Um, and, you know, me and Andrew as as company directors, we know our role in the business, but we're not actually walking in the staff's shoes every single day. We're not out on the vans. We're not sat in the office making all the calls. So we don't know unless we listen and, and take on board the feedback that we get from the staff. So it's something that's really important to us. Podcasts from the Cat. Lucy, marketing isn't rocket science, but it does require constant activity and making good use of advancements in modern technology. So share with us how you reach out to new customers and how you maximise the benefits of utilising new technology. So, yeah, I totally agree. There's so many options out there regarding marketing and and using technology, which I'm sure in the future we will take full advantage of because the possibilities are endless. But at this moment in time, we've been lucky enough and not had to invest much time or money into marketing as such. Andrew's direct approach to, um, to our clients has always served us quite well. And through that, we've maintained... Um, a credible reputation that's always got us work so um, that for that we've been quite lucky. Andrew's using skills from a, from his previous job to go out and um, and talk to potential clients. Yeah absolutely because he did run um, a haulage company before we joined forces obviously he was he'd always say he'd go out and he'd, he'd get the work basically he'd approach and um, it's that He's obviously got he's got the skills, he's got the gift of the gab and he know he knows what he's talking about. I mean he always delivers. So um yeah, he's he's brilliant in that way. And I think that similar to uh, customer service having eye contact with potential clients is a big plus isn't it oh absolutely yeah because you can make a good impression straight away um by talking to somebody in person and and getting the point across and telling them what you can deliver on so on a day-to-day basis is andrew going out talking to potential customers then not at this moment in time because we've secured our main client so we're we're pretty much set for now but if we wanted some in the future it would definitely be the way forward yeah we're so busy with that one client that we've got our our main client should i say because we do have others um they're keeping us quite busy 
um, very fortunate that their their business is going from strength to strength, and us alongside them being their delivery company is thriving. So a nice position to be in. Absolutely, it's wonderful. So Lucy, it's no secret that happy customers are, are loyal customers, and that your whole team need to be on board in order to deliver outstanding customer service. So share with us what systems you have in place to ensure that you continually exceed customer expectations. So um, systems, new ones that we're putting in place um, coming up re- coming up soon are we look for customer feedback. I think it's good to hear direct from the customer of how they feel about they've been um, liaised with during the booking process, during the time that the crews are in their property um, and they will be, it's slightly on the same scale as you know test shoppers you know in stores so you get those test shoppers that will go so we would do um calls to the customers would pick a certain amount a week to get some feedback um or we would preempt pre-warn the customer or ask them if they wouldn't mind doing a short survey or some feedback before the crew get to them so that's something that we're going to monitor and it's mainly just to make sure we're doing the best job we can and just get feedback. There may be things that we don't think about that the customer has expectations on. Um, so we need to hear we need to hear from them how they feel. So that's how we're going to monitor. So that's a new process that's going to come in soon. So will there be, uh, or do you have a system of, of team training in oh, order to keep them up to speed? Yeah, absolutely. So there's all sorts. Of, so there's the general, the customer service training that I offer. So any advice, there's certain protocols that the delivery drivers and drivers mates have to go through. And obviously us, us in-house making the bookings. They can have um, training on assembling the furniture. We've already had that with the our main client, but that's readily available if they ever need it. So our main client has... Um, their range of furniture is ever evolving and so obviously our staff need to know how to assemble those to give the best service to the customer in in the timely manner so that training is available um, they welcome us into their local stores or to the main main warehouse in Birmingham to go and do the training so that's something that's always available so it's always evolving it's always there yeah and the team in the office they get the same level of training and yeah it, yeah and because you're getting their feedback, you're always up to speed with the areas that can be improved. Absolutely, yeah, always. Lucy, it's an uncertain time for all businesses, but nevertheless, you have some terrific ideas for moving the business forward. So share with us the next phase that you have planned for in furnishings logistics. So as our main client grows their business, we will only go from strength to strength with them. So the busier they are, the busier we are. But in regards to adding extra strings to our bow, um, the premises we've just recently moved into is the old Printworks factory off Catherine Street in Crewe. Most people in the area would know it. It's a really old building and I feel like it's been, um, it needs some life breathing back into it. So I feel quite privileged to have taken over that, that building in particular. Um, there's room for more businesses to come on board with us um, in the way that we've got plenty of space that we're going to market very soon. Um, we've got some office space available for a, a, new, a business to come on board with us and plenty of space for storage as well. So that's how we're going to expand and that's something we're looking at imminently. Um, 
Yeah, so quite exciting. And you're also offering storage, did you say? Yeah, storage, yeah. There's plenty of space for storage. Um, We're actually in talks with people today. I've got a meeting later about this. So we'd love it if we could have a few more businesses merging with ours um, to to take us to the next level now. So you've got a really nice mix there, haven't you? So you're offering businesses space to to work from. Mm -hmm, Absolutely, yeah. As a starter, uh, maybe as a starter business. You're, you're offering businesses places to uh, use as storage space. Yeah, yep. plenty of opportunities there. So hopefully we can liaise with some local businesses and, and join forces. And presumably you've got more space there that you can grow into as well. Oh, plenty. Yeah, plenty. We've took that into consideration before we've made a decision to branch out and welcome other businesses on board. We've got plenty of room for us to grow and welcome other people in as well. It's such a great building, um, the old print works on Catherine Street. It's brilliant, it's lovely. So, um, yeah, hoping to breathe the life back in, like I say. So lots of different strings to your bow, which makes you more secure, I suppose. I think so, yeah. yeah. Okay, so it, it's a fact that uh, a lot of sports clubs and charities wouldn't survive without the help and support uh, of local business uh, and although you're still establishing your own business you, you are planning to to start supporting some uh, local good causes so talk us through how you might develop strong links with the local community and why you feel it's important okay so we're always open to connecting with the community i think it's really important so we've made um a little bit of a start on this already um one of our employees um asked us to sponsor his local boxing match, which we was happy to. I think that was um, in December, that one. Um, We've also got involved with the Salvation Army toy collecting scheme over Christmas, um, where we donated two containers worth full of toys. It actually took um, four vans to get all the the goods there to the Salvation Army. Uh, These were customer donations where we would contact the customers that we were delivering to the furniture, see if they had anything they wanted to donate then we took them to the Salvation Army. So we've made um, made a start on that already, but would look to do more in the future. I think they're a wonderful charity, the, the Salvation Army. Absolutely, Don't yeah. they do some super work in the yeah. community? It's always my go-to when I've got donations. and. Absolutely, and I think it's um, it's nice to hear that you're pl- actually planning to, to develop your co- uh, community links. Yeah, 100%. Wonderful. There's always room for that. Lucy, thank you so much for coming in today and uh, sharing with us what's involved in starting a new logistics company. So should any of our listeners want to contact you, where can they find more information about In Furnishings Logistics Limited? So plenty of information on our Facebook page. Um, you can also contact us on 01270 421 860 or you could email myself at lucy at infurnishingslogisticsltd.co.uk. Lucy, thank you so much for coming on The Cat today. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. Go to listen.thisisthecat.com for more podcasts and more ways to listen.